Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. Anita Lustria with you, and I'm so glad that you're back again this week. Uh, If you joined me last week, uh, or maybe it was two weeks ago, you know this is the beginning, the start of season eight of the podcast. I can't believe we're entering the eighth year of Faith Conversations, and thank you so much for being here. You're going to be excited about my guest today. Um, I certainly am excited. Uh, Maybe you've heard the name before, Father Gregory Boyle. He is the founder of Homeboy Industries in Los Angeles, which is now, I think, I want to say in its 34th year. Um, And so we're going to find out more about Homeboy Industries. You're listening, you're hearing the name of that and going, now, wait a minute, maybe that name sounds familiar. Maybe you've heard of a couple of New York Times bestselling books that Father Boyle has written, Tattoos on the Heart, or maybe Barking at the Choir. Um, If you've not heard of either of those, I'm putting those in the show notes because you're going to want to get copies and read it. I highly recommend. Today, we're going to focus in on Forgive Everyone Everything, and I'm excited to be talking with him about that and talking with uh, his I don't know if I say co-author or what I call Fabian Deborah today, but I am welcoming both of them to the podcast. And let me introduce Fabian briefly. He's the executive director of the Homeboy Art Academy. And I'm excited to have both of them here as we talk about forgive everyone, everything. So welcome to both of you. Father Boyle, I'll start with you. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Well, it's good to have you here. And for those, you know, especially in my audience, that's a little bit more on the Protestant side, maybe has not heard of Homeboy Industries or is unfamiliar with you and your tremendous work. Give us the thumbnail sketch of Homeboy Industries. Well, it's good to be with you. Hi, Fabian. It's good to see you. And so Homeboy was uh, born in uh, 1988 uh, in the housing projects of Pico Gardens, Aliso Village largest grouping of public housing west of the Mississippi. We had eight gangs at war with each other in my parish. My parish, according to the LAPD, had the highest concentration of gang activity um, in the whole city. So so I buried a lot of kids, lots and lots and lots of them. First one in 1988 and Mm. my 256th uh, three weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. so then we started a lot. We started a school, and then we started a jobs program trying to find felony-friendly employers. And then Homeboy Bakery came in 1992, and then now we have 11 social enterprises: uh, free tattooable therapy, uh, the art academy where Fabian hangs out, um, and uh, and and we're the largest gang intervention rehab reentry program on the planet Earth. Wow. Here's my uh, thumbnail sketch. That, well, I have to ask you, um, 
how did you, well, I, I can only imagine that that was overwhelming in those early years of your ministry and your parish. How did you hang in there? And here you are this many years later. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's a communal effort. So, you know, I don't run this place anymore. Thank God. And, <laughs> and uh, so, so folks are, are running this place and, and they're doing a magnificent job. Yeah. So, but you ran it for a long time though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so I'm, I'm, but it, it's, it's nice to kind of see folks, uh, you know, who had been our, who had been trainees here in our 18 month training program have now, you know, inhabited not just the truth of who they are, that they're exactly what God had in mind when God made them. They're also inhabiting leadership and power and an ability to steer this ship. So, I, knew, uh, I knew you had a, a training program. I didn't know how long that was. You just said 18 months. Is that yeah, generally? 18 months training. Yeah. So when we kind of moved to that level, we we tried to, um, you know, say two years is too long. One year is not enough. So we landed on uh, 18 months, and um, and then after the fact, we kind of realized that 18 months is the amount of time it takes for an infant to connect uh, to the caregiver, to attach. And so a lot of what happens here is attachment repair. So it kind of, we looked back on it and we went, oh yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. You know, everybody walks yeah. through our doors with what a psychologist would call a, um, a disorganized attachment. You know, yeah. mom was frightened or frightening <laughs> and you can't calm yourself if you've never been soothed. Right. So, so the place is, uh, you know, it's a safe place where people feel seen and cherished mm. and have that experience of being soothed. And it uh, it's really quite uh, extraordinary. Well, I, I think we'll get into little bits and pieces along the way as we get into our conversation about this book. Uh, let me turn to Fabian and reiterate that uh, Fabian Deborah is executive director of the Homeboy Art Academy. Um, Fabian, how long have you been doing that? And how long has the Art Academy been in existence? Well, I mean, I... Let's start by saying I've known Father Greg since I was uh, 10 years old. I met wow. him way back when. I also come from the same uh, community, which, uh, you know, where the door prayer began of Homeboy Industries, which is in the housing projects. Uh, although I too then came to see Father Greg back in 2007 when I first came to Homeboy, it took me some time uh, to come home in a sense. I was in that revolving door of suffering, misery, and pain. Although when I did come back, I was ready now to really make a difference in my life. And, you know, that's when it all began. I believe in 2008, um, I've always been an artist since I was a kid. I always had the talent. And that was recognized by Father Boyle way back when. Wow. At the same time, by my community members, loved ones who believed in, in my gift of art. Although it wasn't until 2007 um, when I came to home, but when I really embraced my gift and began to pick up the brushes and start to beautify my community in many ways. Mm -hmm. And at that point in 2008, 
I then be, uh, had this vision, right, to also 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 uh, create uh, art academy of some sort that is going to not only create access but also provide healing through the power mm. of the arts. Mm. And that's when the, that, that vision began. But I've been now at Homeboy and the Academy and this new entity has in existence uh, officially three years, let's just say. Okay. But it's, a, it's a long-time vision that was already sure. at play and, and unfolding gradually. Nice. You know, I did a little digging around online to find out more about you, Fabian. And I happened up upon this beautiful book that, uh, the, uh, the Getty book that was put out and, um, and I think in it that you used graffiti art and it, anyway, this, that book was spectacular, but the beauty of the book that we're talking about today, forgive everyone, everything is your art is on every page. It's, you know, it's on every spread in the entire book. And, um, I, let me, let me ask father Boyle, what, you know, how did you decide to do uh, a book like this and put a book like this together? What um, what was the the ba background behind it? Oh, I think the publisher came to, to us and wanted to, you know, you know, to do something. It was kind of like a devotional and using, uh, you know, selections from my writings. And then so, and Fabian had, um, you know, designed the cover of two of my books. Nice. And so, so I, I suggested, so what if we, you know, highlight and showcase uh, Fabian's art? And that's, that's kind of how it, how it happened. And it was like, how should we do this? How it's originally, we have a thing called thought for the day, which is in every morning here uh, for 10 minutes. And so at first they tried to compile those things and then it kind of, uh, it didn't work out so well. So we, we, changed it to just have so conceivably you could you know kind of pray and reflect on each page and it has the written word and it has fabian's art so uh so i i think i'm i thought it turned out really well i thought they did a good job well i i love it i'm curious um to find out from you fabian if you read some things and did some art or if you read and then discerned what piece of art you already had that went with what the writing was or if it was a combination no i think if uh, I, I believe that you know it, it's a it, it spiritually it came together in a way that you know it is through the influence of homeboy industries and my own healing and transformation that my artwork always conveys the message of uplifting and empowering and returning the gang member back to its humanity and I think because of that intentionality and how I utilize my own lived experience to tell that story, you know, and in and, and conjunction with the, the writings of Father Greg, it only makes sense. And it's almost like it's not accidental. I believe it's a spiritual connection that took place because I've been around homeboys quite some time. And because of that modality and the and, and what it provides at times, it's what really informs my lens as well as my community and the folks I work with. And so when I work with these folks, the homeboys and the homegirls, they tell me stories, they influence my imagery. And so that's why I believe that it's spiritually landed and makes a lot of sense because uh, we're in alignment and mm -hmm. moving in one direction through his literature, through my art. What is it about art and the power of art in someone's life when someone starts to 
move into using creativity and I mean, there's a real healing power there. Um, Absolutely. I always believe that art is a personal conversation with a higher power. I like and as that. you're creating and you're and you're exploring, you're also analyzing where you're at in your current life and being. And so for me, art has always been a prayer and a form of meditation, but most importantly, a conversation with a higher power. And if art is a gift, then how do we nurture it, cultivate it enough to correspond to that prayer, right? And I think that's why, uh, for me, there is power in all that. And when someone finds themselves to create art, and what they and the beauty that they they turn out or turn uh, turns out to be, that in itself does a lot for the individual. And it also brings these aha moments, not knowing that I had this in me yeah. all the time. And I think that in itself leads to healing and most importantly to reclaiming and also mm. feeling good about themselves in ways mm. that maybe they haven't for quite some time. You know? I like that leads to healing and to reclaiming some of who we are. Um, Father Boyle, why the the title forgive everyone everything? How did that come to be? And any, say a word about that. Uh, that sounds like a big deal. And like, uh, that's not easy to do. Well, I think what happened was um, because these were kind of based on these thoughts for the day. And so somebody had heard the thought and I had pulled up as I was coming to the office and somebody had a bumper sticker and it said, forgive everyone, everything. So then I used that as a, you know, the, the departure point for my thought for the day that morning. And so, so, but I kind of, I, you know, forgiveness is good, but forgiveness is, is the first step that leads to mercy. And so mercy is forgiveness kind of uh, needs to have all parties in agreement. And that's good as far as it goes. But the hope is always that you won't settle for forgiveness. You'll go to mercy. But when you say forgive everyone, everything, it it is, that's kind of by definition what mercy is, where it's so spacious and expansive and 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 people are, you know, somehow with a no matter whatness, nothing is being held against them or over their head. So you know, the prodigal son story, the father running to his son is really about mercy. And, and yes, indeed, uh, forgiving that kid, everything. And in fact, it's not about even making a, a, a laundry list of how this kid had gone wrong or done him dirty. It's just, you know, embrace tears, you know, and let the party begin. You know, I, I read and I, I, I put page numbers down for so many things, but not this one. But I loved this line that you wrote, Father Greg, we are the magnanimity of God. Wouldn't we move toward forgiveness more quickly if we really believed that? I, I loved that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of meant to be in the world who God is and loving, compassionate, kind. And then it's all about discovering your true self in loving so that you end up loving being loving. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's actually hard to do, but that part's easy. Remembering to do it is really difficult. <laughs> okay. That's why That's why the practice of it is you somehow have to, uh, it, you know, Fabian used the word intentionality. That's what it is. That's your practice. Your practice is to cherish with every breath you take 
And so you want to somehow be anchored in your own breathing mm. that that you never lose sight of the person in front of you. It's hard to remember. Yeah. But once you lock into remembering, once you're reminded to remember, then then it's like breathing itself. But it, we forget because we get caught up in our own self-absorption. Not selfishness. Not People aren't bad. Everybody's unshakably good. But then we get caught up because we're worried. So the, the, the disciple is is joyful and fearless those are the two main signs of authenticity of somebody who decides to follow jesus and of course when we're sad and frightened then that's how we know that we're a little bit off track i appreciate that yeah isn't that the truth in our uh, yeah in our lives i see that um fabian let me let me turn to you and ask this. I read somewhere, I don't know if it was in the book or where, but I read that on the door or window of Homeboy Art Academy, it says, we foster leadership through cultural knowledge, artistic expression, and community inclusion. Um, so I, I love that. And my guess is a whole lot more happens in the Art Academy than just art because of what that says on the door or the window um you say say a word about that there's a lot more than just art going on in in the space in which you work right oh absolutely i think we have a, a whole milieu of uh, programming and services but i think when we think about cultural knowledge and cultural arts it's what we considered as a ceremony and this ceremony, we are able to uh, bring in indigenous traditional arts practices mm. as well, where there's lots of healing in that. And I know that and I believe that, you know, the, the individuals that we work with here began to recognize God in, in, their, in their own way or have this relationship with their personal God, which we call higher power. Mm. So we try to influence and bring in various, various, various spiritual practices where they can then define which one is in alignment to themselves or into that direct contact with a higher power. So Mondays, we have visual arts. Ah. Tuesdays, we have healing circles. Wednesdays, we have music production, engineering, recording. Thursdays, we have photography. And also Fridays, we have multimedia lab, which is a Photoshop, InDesign, logo design, clothing line, fashion design, we have wow. a little bit of everything, uh, which is very important. And it allows the youth to tap into something that they might feel more comfortable in. Some might love photography more than they like visual arts, but sure. we do have a whole menu of services with hopes they can uh, put one into practice. Uh, but nice. most importantly, one thing we do understand, there's arts education, but we are, I've learned to flip arts education on his head for healing should always be at the center of the arts moving towards the educational formats. Nice. I like that. Uh, if someone asks you what your uh, main artistic expression is, what do you uh, tell them? What, what is that? I am a fine artist. Of, uh, I'm a painter. Uh, I'm a master painter, muralist and fine artist. Muralist. That's, uh, which I think that's amazing. I think um, I mean, I don't know how to think or begin to do something large scale. I, I, I mean, you do you conceive it first and then you, then you do it, right? 
Well, absolutely. I think in the Chicano mural movement, which I was raised by, mm -hmm. uh, we do believe that uh, murals are a window, a portal. And in this portal, uh, it should uh, mirror that of the community. So each time I do a mural or I'm about to create something of large scale, it is important that I do my research and make sure that the communities have the input of what they feel fit that is going to correspond to that need of the community or even mirror just the experience of the community. And that's what informs and makes a mural uh, and defines the mural in the way that it needs to. Uh, for the, I am the instrument who creates the mural, but the mural should always belong to that community. Um, Father Greg, I, I'm going to pull out some quotes from, from a couple of the um, entries in the book um, that I particularly loved. And, and I'll just have you comment. You know, you're like any good preacher or pastor, you can, you can comment, I'm guessing on anything that I pull out here. <laughs> so here, here we come. Um, I love this. I, I read in one of the entries, um, at homeboy, you say the place itself is the teacher. The place itself is the teacher. Say more about that. I really liked that. Well, you know, it's, it's about the location, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not about you know, I'm transforming somebody's life. Never. That's never happened. It's not about me empowering that guy. Never. That's never happened. But there's something that happens in, at this place. And so on the one hand, you know, a, a homie came into me and he said, you know what the best part of Homeboy Industries is? I said, what? He said, the home part. Mm. And I went, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So the idea is that uh, home happens here, but it doesn't just happen. You know, you really have to somehow allow your hearts to be altered, to let yourselves be reached by people, enter into some exquisite mutuality where there is no us and them, where you're re everybody's receiving people. So then everybody in this place inhabits their own dignity and nobility. And so that's what you're going for. So it's, it's something that does happen in the place, you know, because there are programs that are comparable in the United States, but, you know, they're kind of like the DMV a little bit, you know, it's like, uh, you know, now serving anger management window 43 and you go and, <laughs> and you go sign up or you step, wait in line. We do the same services, but all our menu of services are, are secondary to, uh, to the primary culture that cherishes. So that's kind of key. What, which, uh, which really leads me to another quote that I loved. I think it plays right off of what you just said. Um, homies who used to work at homeboy always return and say, I just came by to get my fix. You know, this might be on a lunch hour. It might be after they've gotten off of work, wherever they are. I just came by to get my fix. And you, you wrote, you know, of what? And the response is of love, of love. And I think that speaks yeah, I to think that in the old days, if somebody kind of, uh, kind of, reoffended or went back to prison or um, relapsed. We used to kind of fret about um, 
how, you know, gosh, I wonder, you know, what, I wonder if they'll ever come back. Nobody ever says that now. I'm kind of, it's interesting how nobody ever says it. They say it with a confidence. They go, he'll be back. And it's, it's a confidence in having a taste and a dose of how it feels to have been cherished. So even today, you know, there were so many folks who were, um, you know, who have been there for a long time and who have, uh, you know, uh, have come back and, and they're just completely, um, you know, immersed one more time. But there was a confidence that we knew for sure that that they would be here mm. and indeed they come back that leads me to a question how has your own experience of god or relationship with god expanded over the years um i i, I almost feel like that last response is it's you've also come to a new place yourself i mean we, i guess we can't not if we're in relationship with god that's part and parcel with, uh, with change, with growth, with, you know, have you seen your, that relationship with God in yourself expand over the years? Oh yeah. I mean, the homies have taught me how, how spacious and how expansive God is. Mm. And, and, and to be, you know, as my friend Mirabai Star says, once you know the God of love, you fire all the other gods and and that's kind of what you want to always have happen is where it's always moving in the direction of larger more inclusive um you know love that a god you know not the god not the one false move god right but the no matter whatness of god love it uh it was so funny you mentioned that that was one of the quotes that i pulled out of the book you got to it before i did uh, <laughs> um hey fabian let me ask you um you know when when you look at your week i'm sure it's a little different every week but but um this is this is a friday we're recording on a friday you know this releases i release this podcast on a monday but high point it's going to be different every week but what was a high point for you of your week this week <laughs> okay we're gonna have to ask that question one more time yeah, you bet a lot of homies here trying to get my attention i'm trying to which, stay focused i'm saying i'm which, like g right now <laughs> which I, I love this i wish in a way i wish it was uh television and that i had the video because you guys are at work on all fronts even while you're talking to me talk about multitaskers yes. you're amazing yes. um yes. you know what I, I was just asking this uh, i know this is different every week but i'm talking to you on a friday um what what was the high point of your week this week uh in in the art academy what comes to mind it's hard, you know, and uh, there's many, there's many high points. I think just every morning when the youth and the folks that I work with walk through our door mm. and, 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 the, and the stories, I'm just walking alongside with them. That in itself is the richness and it, what allows for one to feel whole, at least me in that case. But many highlights have happened and many discoveries happen every given minute. So today, for example, today's Friday. And today we are, we had, we're working on some seal screening t-shirts for them. But at the same time, we decided to break bread. So what we're going mm -hmm. to do is have a feast with all the homeboys and homegirls as to check in 
and debrief and see how their weeks was and as we prepare them to go into their weekend. And there in itself, that to me, it's a highlight because not many have that privilege in a sense to be able to do that. Not many yeah. do that at times. And so we create that for them. And that is the community that has helped, uh, that has shaped Homeboy in many levels as something as simple as that, but as powerful as that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that flexibility. You know what? Sometimes you want to pivot and you need to pivot and do something like that. I love that. Um, let, let me turn back to, to Father Boyle. Um, uh, and, and actually, one of the things that Fabian said, um, he talked about, you know, the, in the morning when people first come through the door um, and the privilege of walking with, I read this quote, the fundam fundamental ethos of homeboy is walking with. Walking with. Um, yeah, what's, yeah. So, what's so powerful about walking with? Well, I mean, it's as opposed to what? As opposed to doing for or, you know, yakking at them or telling them stuff or, you know, it's really, you know, accompaniment is what walking with means. And and so you accompany mm -hmm. and and so that people feel, you know, somehow um, sturdy and resilient and they they and then until such time as they you know leave the nest nobody wants to leave the nest here because it's like it's more home than home and that's mm -hmm. tough because unless folks leave right. we can't it's hard to bring new people bring in new, right yeah so it's yeah. kind of a tough thing but but i get it which is why people come back as in your earlier point you know to get their fix yeah um, but you know we're kind of you know, a place where people feel um, that we got them surrounded, mm -hmm. you know, so come out with your, your hands up, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, it reminds me, it's like the Jesus way too. I mean, what it, he was walking with people all the time, like just geographically, you know, walking along the way with people next to him, talking to him. And right. I like that model. Uh, so let me throw another quote at you. I loved this. Uh, the God we most deeply want is the God we already have. That's kind of a mic drop quote, I think. Yeah, so we, we settle for a partial God and, and we should be holding out for the God we actually have. That is always greater, as St. Ignatius of Loyola would say, and spacious, the God who loves us without measure and without regret. This is the God we have. You know, Meister Eckhart, who's a, a theologian and a mystic who lived 500 years ago, he he would say it is a lie any talk of God that doesn't comfort you, and and we we don't really believe that exactly because you know we think that God is wagging his finger or you know disappointed eternally disappointed in us. God is shaking his head, but but what we really you know. And it's so nothing, you know, all God wants to be is close mm. and intimate. And uh, but we think that God is on high. And anyway, sometimes we don't question the childhood third grade God that that we we embraced when we were in the third grade. But it's like, come on, graduate, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's you know, the God of love is just and that's a, that's a filter through which you can read scripture. You go through scripture and you go, wrathful God, nah, 
I mean, these things are easy. They're they're really not hard because once you know who God is, then then you can there's your filter, there's your lens mm. to get you through, you know, a dealing with stuff. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a final quote out here. Cause I, you guys, I know are busy and there are lots of folks that are wanting to get in and talk with you today, um, in your offices, but I loved this quote that it goes along with the last one, the tender. And I, I want to say this to people, by the way, these quotes are taken from entries in the book. We're talking about forgive everyone, everything. I'll have all of the information and the website for homeboy industries. I'll have all that in the show notes uh, of the podcast. But this, this last quote that I wrote down, the tender one whom we long for longs for us. The tender one whom we long for longs for us. And I'll just, just on the front end say, it seems to me that that's modeled in the art academy and in homeboy industries as a whole, that that's being modeled. Um, but say a say a word about that, uh, Father Boyle, the tender yeah, I mean, one. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so the idea is behold the one beholding you and smiling. So it's it's about you know modeling that kind of uh, love, you know, the, a love that never stops loving, and so that's what you're going for. And and so it, only the the soul that ventilates the world with tenderness has any chance of changing the world and so and that's kind of what it's about at homeboy and at the art academy it's about <clears throat> you know systems change when people do and people change when they're cherished yes. so that's the task is just to cherish and allow yourself to be reached by people as as you're you know cherishing with every breath and, and certainly in recovery, they say, uh, you know, one day at a time, but that really is too long a time. You know, it's really one breath at a time. And and so that's how you stay anchored in, in a love that never fails. Mm. And so, but tenderness is, you know, here at, at Homeboy, we say love is the answer. Community is the context, the place we were talking about earlier. But tenderness is the methodology. It's mm -hmm. it's how love becomes connective tissue. Otherwise, it just stays somewhere in your head or in the ether or even in your heart. But it doesn't become connective unless it's tender. Mm -hmm. So everyone walks through these doors barricaded behind a wall of shame and disgrace. And I know that Fabian and I, the only thing that can scale that wall is tenderness. Mm. So that's the hope. I love that. There's so much more uh, that I hope you will take in about Homeboy Industries. I hope you'll check out the, the website, the information, and I hope you'll check out Forgive Everyone Everything. Again, all the information in the show notes. Um, Fabian Deborah and Father Gregory Boyle, uh, a real treat to have you on Faith Conversations today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And to everyone else, I say keep the conversation going.